0: Welcome to Young for My Age, a show that explores aging and ageism in a world obsessed with youthfulness. I'm your co-host, Kelly Anderson. And I'm co-host,
1: Andrea Barker. It's time we had a conversation about the fears, joys, and unknowns around aging. So join us as we dismantle the myths and societal norms, and hopefully we have a little fun along the way.
0: Joey, it's so great to meet you.
2: Yeah. So great to meet you. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I, uh, um, I just, this morning I just went back and re-listened to the first episode. Cause I was like, why, why was I so excited about what Andrew was doing? And I went back and I was like, yes, like that first episode, just like you guys were talking about so many things that have, um, just been kind of bouncing around in my head and you know in the ether lately so yeah it was just seemed like perfect timing and I was like I love what you're doing this is so cool so Um,
0: oh thank you for that and also like I love that you're saying that about the first episode because I feel like we've (laughs) my opinion is we've gotten a lot better since then (laughs) (laughs) but but to that point
1: like the premise the premise of it yes very, yeah. um, it was quite raw and, um and it still definitely is. But I think that first episode, you know, we were just sort of almost like stumbling through this idea of aging and ageism and it was so real. And I think that, that kind of lends itself to the actual topic in general. Like it's just sort of a, you figure your way through it. Right.
2: <laughs> right. And that, that's like really that's really what I'm hoping to get, you know, like talk about today is like have a conversation about that. Because I think we're all like trying to figure it out. Right. Because it is changing so much yeah, right now, especially the last few years. Like what like what is aging? You know, like look at all these athletes now that are like going not just like a couple years beyond where we expected you could as an athlete, but like decades beyond. Right. Like Kelly Slater as a surfer is still winning. Yeah surf contest and the dude's like 50 years old and it's like okay oh, yeah. like is aging just made up you know like is Definitely. this even real
1: with that being said today's episode we're going to loosely call it aging as an athlete however i feel like uh the topics will take some nice dives and sort of wait weigh- weave into this little labyrinth that we will create for you all um joey Thank you for being with us. Uh, do you mind giving us, and I mean, like the briefest of brief sort of background, like where do you come from uh, as far as like your where you grew up, a little bit of your background as an athlete and sort of where your brain is right now on this topic of, of aging and how it is affecting you?
2: Yeah. Um, so like the 55 minute version, is that what you're looking yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> How about um yeah, I mean I, I mean, I'll just start with my background. Um, born in Cody, Wyoming. Um, my family was in the grocery business and my dad, um, and I've followed in his footsteps. My dad was a big sports guy, um, windsurfing, kayaking mountain biking, um, snowboarding, skiing, just like any, what they're called action sports now, but like in the seventies, eighties, you know, or nineties, maybe they start, we call them extreme sports, but you know, just those, any, any sport that wasn't stick and ball, my dad was into. Him. Um, he decided to leave the grocery business and move to Billings, Montana and start a ski windsurf shop, um, in like 87. So I was like fifth grade. And from my earliest age, I, that's all I thought about. It drove my teachers crazy. It drove um, um, everybody when it was getting in my way, it drove them crazy because like I am a sports guy. I am sporting four to five days a week, you know, from fifth grade to today. And um, there's been some um, really great things that have come from it. There's been a lot of life challenges that have come from it. Because, you know, putting putting sporting first has its, you know, pros and cons, you know, all the sports that I've been a part of, I've always kind of considered myself, um, like the Leatherman of athletes, or like having sports ADD, I'll really get into something and I'm like, all in. And I'll take it to the point that I'm like doing it at a level with like top athletes, but I get to that point and then I see how much time they have to put in to become like the pinnacle of their sport. And I do, I get a little jaded and I'm like, you know what, like I'm going to get into snowboarding now. You know, if I'm skiing at that level, I'm like, man, this is, this is amazing. But to take it to the next level of skiing, I'm going to have to give up everything else to get there. And so I'll like jumped into snowboarding and, um, everything from, you know, snowboarding, mountain biking, motocross, um, you know, every sport. I just, I get into it. I love the culture. I love being a part of it. Um, and then I, and then I jump on, we were snowboarding yesterday um, on the Beartooth pass. And I was with a couple of buddies, one of my buddies that I've known since junior high and another buddy that I've known that I've, he was uh, that I worked for and has become a good friend. I've known him for the last like 15 years, he's in the ski industry and we went skiing and we were like in a rainstorm on the top of Beartooth pass And like laughing and high fiving and like giggling, like we would when we were kids, you know, like that just hasn't changed. So, as far as like maybe kind of like a timeline of my life, um, you know, I've done a lot of things. A lot of my life has fallen out of sync with what you'd consider the societal norms. Um, I moved out when I was 16. Um, My family moved to a different town and I was, you know, just a young kid and wasn't into it. So I stayed in my hometown of Billings and, Lived out of my car a lot of the time, lived with friends, um, and got, you know, somehow got through high school. Um, Ended up, uh, my girlfriend at the time became pregnant when I was, we were both 19. So I became a father really young, um, which ended up being like, you know, the raddest thing that's ever happened to me. Three years later, we got married and we're still married today. We've been married um, 23 years and she's my best friend. And, we do absolutely everything together. Um, and then you know, so like raised while well, she was, she's a lawyer, she was going through law school. I stayed at home and raised our son. And so my career didn't start until much later. You know, I didn't really start my career as a, you know, now I'm in the um, a sales rep at the moment and started that at 30. So, you know, started that, started that late Um, this, you know, you know, as far as societal norms are considered. and um, and I just found out a couple months ago I'm gonna be a grandfather. So at forty five, I'm Whoa. gonna be a grandpa. I don't know okay. if I' dropped that so, bomb on pause you yet, that but... and wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. congratulations.
2: yeah, so drop that bomb on you. um
1: yeah
2: <laughs> so that was uh, a couple of days and my wife and I we like took off to our cabin in Cook City and like just kind of like cried for a couple of days because we were like, oh my God, like what just happened? You know, like, but our son's 25, he'll be 26 in a couple of months. It's not like he's like, in my mind, my son's still eight years old. You know, he'll be eight years old to me forever. My little buddy that I took everywhere with me, you know, as a young father in my twenties, like, and my wife was busy at school all the time. Like he just came with me everywhere, you know, like, and I, like I said, I've, I was, I was going sporting. So he was on the bike with me. Um, back then there wasn't like the, you know, a lot of, you see a lot of these like young parents or parents that have the little seat on the front of their bike. So their kid can like ride up, you know, on the, like the center bar of the bicycle, their legs over. I don't think those existed back then. So I taped like a bunch of sponges to the top bar of my bike and like, um, sponges over the handlebars and I just put them on it and we'd go everywhere. Um,
1: Oh, that's so good.
2: Like in the winter, you know, we, I put him in uh afternoon kindergarten because it was morning or afternoon kindergarten back in those days. And we'd go skiing in the morning. And then in the afternoons we'd go, you know, we'd go ski touring or I was dragging him around in my backpack until he was in like kindergarten. Cause I was like, I have to get out, dude. Like I'm, I'm going. So like, you don't have a choice. <laughs> We're going skiing today or you know, trying to keep it focused on like the sporting thing, you know, like that really has been a central focus in my life. And, um, I hate to even say age, but the age that I'm at now, I've really started to, you know, I notice how people look at me. And so like age for me seems to be more of like an external experience. You know, it's like I have gray hair and like, so, and or like if I'm out ski touring, I've had people come up to me and we'll ski together all day and they won't know how old I am because I've got goggles and a hat on and I'm like laughing and just fired up and going for it. And I've had like 20 year old kids be like, How old are you? And I'm like, I'm 45. And they're like, Oh, dude, life goals. And I'm like, what I'm like, what do you how like what does 45 mean to you, man? Like, I'm not when I have friends that are like older than you know, I've in a lot of ways. Like, I've got friends that are older than me. And they've like always kind of they've always called me grandpa because like in the backcountry and like certain sports, I'm the one that can be a little like we need to be safe out here guys. And we need to like protect ourselves. And they're like, Oh, grandpa. And uh, you know, give me hell." So I I feel like age has like been more of a, like something that people around me and society have put on me, you know, Mm -hmm. because I've just always felt like since my earliest memory, I've always just felt like me and it's like, time is passing and I don't see it and I'm not, really feeling it other than, you know, I do take better care of myself as I've gotten older, but, um, as far as like feeling a certain age or something, I just don't, I'm like trying to wrap my head around it, you know, like I'm trying to figure out what that means and, um, what to even do with it, you know, because like, I, I do have to accept that the world does see me differently. Right. In certain instances, Mm. Yeah, I mean, do, do you, I mean, I'm sure you guys, you know, you feel that for sure.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting. Like, first of all, that's super honest, and I don't know if I uh, really have put that to words because I, I think I feel the same way. I am, you know, I know that I look young for my age, <laughs> um, But mm-hmm. also, like every once in a while, I mean, I had this experience um, not that long ago where I was at a bar. And I was with a bunch of my friends and these two dudes were sitting at the bar and I was up there ordering a drink and they look over at me and, and they're talking to me. And then the one says to the other, just ask her, man. And I was like, huh? And obviously like, whatever. Um, And so the guy goes, I'm sorry, but we have been talking about this since you guys walked in like 30 minutes ago. I say, because of your uh, smile lines around my eyes that you're older than my buddy thinks you are and i was like all right i'll play this game and the and so i said well how old do you think i am and the one the guy goes i think you're probably like in your 30s and the other guy is like oh maybe early 30s maybe and i was like okay first are you just trying to flatter me but whatever but it was so interesting like and i'm like no i'm actually four like at that that was, I was like 41 at that time. And it just made me laugh. Like it was, they were making this external judgment, right? Like they were, they were looking at me. They were trying to judge like, what do wrinkles mean? What, like looking at my friends, like how old are they? Like basically evaluating from that external piece of like how old this person could be. So yeah, but that, that, that feeling, that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Yeah,
2: It's it's like society's created this whole industry around having us think about our age, right? And like trying to look young, like how many people are spending so much money to get rid of those wrinkles, you know, and to like surgery and I mean, all these things. And we're so focused on being young. And I'm like, why do we want to be young? Like, what's the benefit of that? Mm. Right. Like yeah. I don't want to be 20 again. I don't want to even be 30 again. Like I love, I love where I'm at. And when I talk about, you know, 20, 30, it's just the experiences that I've, that I've gained to where oh, I'm totally. at now. Like I see the world. So with so much more color and nuance and so much like on a deeper level, just from like all the experiences that I've had. So why would I want to go back to that? You know, as, um, and I'm looking young, like, <clears throat> my wife and I think it's, it's definitely more prominent for women for sure. I mean, we don't even need to discuss that. Right. Like it's an, it's an obvious. Yeah. I love watching my wife age, you know, and like, she's like brought up the fact that she has like a wrinkle like in between her eyes. And I'm like, babe, I never even noticed that. Like, and I think she's more beautiful now than like, I look back at her, like, like high school photos and like over time, and she's always been beautiful. But I think she's like, I think there's nothing more beautiful than like a woman aging naturally, you know?
0: It's like we're trained to uh, defy aging in some way. And so when we see this uh, unique, I guess you could call it that, person who's quote unquote defying aging, it's like this anomaly that has to be talked about and commented on. I mean, between Dries' experience at the bar where these guys are playing like guess the age and then your experience on the mountain or these younger gentlemen are like whoa dude you're 45 what like sick tricks that you're hitting or whatever <laughs> it is they said <laughs> like right like why why does that have to be such a shocking revelation you I... know and and you said it perfectly joey like you said it's an external experience for you and so i'm so curious to get your definition of like what does aging actually mean to you personally It's a, that's a,
2: you know, the last, you know, I would say since your first podcast, like is when it really like the aging component of this whole, like philosophical conversation, like really hit, like, what does aging mean? And I think it means so many different things. I think there's the aging component of, you know, like, I do think about my body as like, I've been talking about my body, like a, like a pickup truck. The as a metaphor, the last few years. Like you go by this, and I'm a I'm a Montan. So I'm like Dodge or big RAM diesel pickup truck guy. It's got to have an eight foot bed, long box, it's gotta be four-door, you know, and you go by this like awesome machine off the off the lot, and it is so capable. I mean, it can tow huge trailers, it can carry snowmobiles, it can just do everything and it looks badass. And you just take that diesel truck out and you throw, you know, that thing will run on any fuel you put into it, right? So you're pouring oil and, you know, whatever. And you just beat the hell out of it over years. And over time, that truck is still capable and still really badass, but you kind of got to start taking care of it or else all of a sudden that truck's going to fly off the road, right? And it's going to get put into retirement. And so I think about my body and I like look around at a lot of friends who somebody who's active out doing things. And you do have to accept that the body isn't going to do things the same way forever. I mean, Dries, you're a great example, right? Like, I'm always kidding. Like, oh, look at my friend Andrea. She runs like a 315, 5K, which I still, whatever the time was, I'm still like com- so completely blown away by it. Like, I I give you hell for it, but I'm just like, I think it's so awesome, dude, to be able to do something like at that high level that well. But like you probably, unless you like, I mean, is it physically possible for you to go do that again? Like, could you get there? Right. If you really tried, could you?
1: Right. And I think I definitely could. Um, but oh, yeah,
2: you could.
0: You're like, yeah, that. I could.
1: Just well, like I have a really, really, really good friend, Emily, who is, she's now 46. Like she literally right now is primed to run under five minutes for the mile. I mean, it can be done. It's just the commitment, the drive, the, um, you know, the sacrifices to get there. I think right. are more extreme that's, that's really what I, what I feel. And I think that at least for me, and I'll be so curious to hear your take on it. I just don't want to anymore. Like, I just want to, I just want to continue to move. I want to be able to, if someone says, Hey, we're going to go into the back country this, this weekend, you want to come? Hell yeah. Do you want to go on a, you know, a massive mountain bike ride? Sure. Why not? Um, that's, that's like what drives me now versus a time or, you know, a race, uh, this, that, or the other thing. I think what really drives me is, is that life being a lifetime athlete, um, right? because, you know, that, that brings me to that. Um, I think conversation that I've had many times with people of, you know, is it better to focus on one sport? And I mean, like when you're past sort of your competing, World, Right. When you pass competition world. Um, but, or is it more advantageous for the aging athlete? And Mm -hmm. I'm, I use air quotes on that to be a diverse athlete because I've certainly become way more diverse since I stopped racing, like at a really high level. Right. You know, like I would never have mountain biked. I never would have learned to ski any of those things because they could compromise my running.
2: Right. And I, and I'm, I, I think I'm the same way. Like, I think I could still go and do like any sport at as high a level as I've ever been able to. I'm the same way. I've just chosen to go do different things. Right. Yeah. And like to, to like put an end cap on the truck metaphor, like you just have to take care of that truck. And that, that, that Cummins diesel will run forever if you just take care of it. And I like want to treat my, I have to treat my body that way as I'm starting to age like I have to put good food into my body. I can't drink a six pack every day. I can't like live on Burger King, you know, like I have to put good fuel in. And if I stretch and go to the gym, take care of myself, I can still do things at a really high level. And that, but now as I've gotten older, I'm just choosing to do different things. You know, like I still ride my dirt bike, but I'm not at the motocross track as much. I'm more in the mountains riding trail or When I'm on my mountain bike, I'm not downhill mountain biking as much. I'm really into riding my XC bike right now and like going on super long rides. And part of being the age that I'm at is I've got a way bigger tank now. Like I can go do like four to six hour rides where when I was 20 or in my 30s, it was like 45 minute downhill laps. Right. And like, and you were done. And now, yeah. So my, as I've, you know, over time, I'm just still doing the same stuff just doing it differently and like skiing and backcountry skiing you brought up um I've just been like I'm really into going deep now and going on these long walks and like going slow and finding new places and experiencing new things in the backcountry, where 10 years ago was just about going out and like just you know chip on my shoulder and trying to show people like that I've got it you know (laughs) like you know, show off and it's, it's so much less about that now. And it's more about just loving and experiencing the sport for what the sport is rather than this ego driven, I have to go, you know, show people who I am. And I think, and I, as if like, maybe that is an aging thing, right? Like I'm less ego driven as I've, as time has gone on. And I'm much more, um, just appreciate the fact that I'm out there it's important, you know, at the age that we are, I see a lot of people, a lot of also friends around me that are just like, Oh, I don't do that anymore. I can't anymore. Like I'm not a kid. I'm old now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I just feel this like strong resistance to that mentality. It's like my head just won't go there. Like I just, like I was saying earlier, I just feel like Joey. I don't feel like there's this There was young Joey, and this is the box that young Joey lived in. And now there's old Joey. And this is the box that old Joey lives in. And sorry for talking to myself in third person right there. It was like super lame, but I just still feel like myself. You know? And like, like I said, I have to take care of myself. I still just at the core when I'm skiing with my friends, I still feel like me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And time doesn't exist in that, in that moment that's how it should be. And in in those moments, like age doesn't exist. I don't hear that. Oh, you're old or old bro life goals or, you know, that stuff. I'm just like, it's so made up.
0: I love where this conversation's headed because it's, it's bringing up for me that there's like two very distinct paths that competitive athletes take. Right. And it seems like for all three of us, once we ended our our sport, or our sports, plural, we chose the path of curiosity around, okay, what else can my body do as I age, rather than, oh, I'm so old, I'm so beat up, I can't play my sport anymore. Like, I mean, I reflect on my past, I played college basketball. And so the vast majority of my childhood and teenage and early adulthood years were like spent in the gym (laughs) on the court. And so it didn't really give me the opportunity to go explore other sports other than the ones that I played, which was softball, really the only other one. And so I didn't get a chance to learn, um, you know, anything about extreme sports or even golf or anything like that. And so, you know, when I was done with, with my career at age 22, it was like, okay, like now what, what do I get to explore? And so you know, I learned how to snowboard at like age 27 and I ran my first half marathon in my early thirties. And so I really looked at it as an opportunity to get curious about what else can this body do now that I'm not playing basketball anymore. And so, you know, Joey, for you, like you've kind of painted the picture of two worlds between you and your friend that you just mentioned. Right. And it's kind of this mindset thing, it seems of, either choosing to believe that your body's old and tired and can't do things anymore, or it's, man, age doesn't matter at all. Like I'm still out here doing my thing and trying new things. And so I'm curious for you, like, how did you nurture that mindset of age not mattering as you've continued to move through this aging process? And how have you um, maintained that mindset to allow your body to keep competing and moving and uh, you know getting out there
2: I I love the way that you put that I think it was so perfect um and you know I didn't play um like stick and ball sports growing up and I saw a lot of kids where it's like yeah I mean that sport does kind of end I mean when you get done with college unless you be, go, go become like a professional basketball player like it you can go play like you know, leagues or whatever, but yeah, that part of your life kind of changes, but you've built this, like you've been athletic your whole life. So I love that you were like, what can I go do now? You know, not like, oh, this part of my life's over and I'm going to, you know, be sad about it. Like, oh, I've got all these opportunities and I've got this machine. I can go and like experience the world and do all these new things. I'm going to go snowboarding. And so to, to try and answer your question, I, I, I didn't, I've always just felt like this. You know, I've I've never there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh, I'm just gonna stay being myself. It's more been like the last few years. All of a sudden, I've started hearing people like I've just started hearing like static in the ether that you know people being like like talking about me like I'm old or saying sir to me or like you know like when people see me like they they must see the wrinkles and the gray hair and they're like, oh, I've got to treat this guy differently. And I'm just it's. So it's like, I'm experiencing the world through this, the same eyes and the same feelings and the same that I've always been, but now all of a sudden the world's looking at me differently. And that's been, kind. it's been a bit of a trip, you know? And I'm like, oh, like, it's great when I go to a restaurant, like I get treated much better than I did when I was in my twenties, right? I get a table quicker. Like people are really respectful <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to ride this part of being old out, you know? <laughs> um, and, but yeah, there, I, I just, I didn't have a moment. And um, do are you guys familiar with Gabby Reese, Laird Hamilton? Yeah. She's, I shouldn't say she's Laird Hamilton's wife, but I, the two of them, I just, I'm like, the reason I say Laird Hamilton's wife, cause I've been a big Laird Hamilton fan since like forever, since like I was as young as I can remember. And she's just like such an amazing human being as well. And I listen to her podcast and she, she talks about a lot of these issues and, A lot of them from the athletic side of it, like what, like, where is the end? And she talks about Laird all the time as this like forever, you know, almost, you know, to say kid, but forever kid, like he's wakes up every morning and he's looking out, looking for the waves. He like does not acknowledge that he's changing at all. Like he's so sport focused. And I think, I think that I fall into that same category. And I think there's a lot of people like action sports type minded people that you just become so consumed with your sport that like age and a lot of these like societal norms don't really count. Right. Like I feel like I've kind of always lived outside of societal norms a bit because I was just so focused on doing my sport. Like school was always secondary. Working was always secondary. Um, I was very much like I'm doing my sport. I'm raising my son and I'm going to be a, husband to my wife, and everything else is secondary. And for a long time, it was like sport first, son, then wife. And as I've gotten older, I've tried to be better at like keeping them all in the same plane, because like, sporting will never fall below anything else. But like, you know, trying to be more of a well rounded person. But um, I think that that's an extension of living in the, you know, I think part of it's like being from Montana or living in the West, you know, we don't I didn't grow up with parents that expected me to go to school or to have a career or to follow traditional paths. Like I've always kind of lived in a different tract, if that makes sense. Um, so I never felt the expectation to kind of live life um, and follow life's rules, which like I, I mentioned earlier has like cost me in a lot of ways, you know, the, the last five years, like all of a sudden I'm like, I want to have a career and I want to like, elevate and do these things um, within the action sports industry. And I've noticed, I think my age is a bit of a hindrance. The way that I talk, like I cuss a lot, which I'm trying really hard in this podcast to not like drop F-bombs all the way through. But you know, like I talk a certain way, I act a certain way, I dress a certain way. And a lot of times that doesn't really fit into like corporate culture or into like business culture. And I've really had to, like make some decisions, like, am I, should I change myself to fit into this box so that I can get promoted within the corporate world or within the business world? And for a, the last couple of years, like that felt really important and really real to me. And in the last like few months, I've like had this revelation, like, what, what am I doing? Like, what am I going to gain from that? Is that what's important to me? Like, am I doing it because I'm getting older and because I feel like I need to check this box and like, how did I get here? Like, why am I focusing on that? Why do I care? And so I've been, you know, around this conversation of aging, like, I think I let myself get a little bit off the rails a little bit, like with what is important to me at my core. And that's sporting, (laughs) you know, like I want to go snowboarding. I want to go ride my dirt bike. I want to go have fun and, and trying to put myself into this box to try and fit societal norms. And aging is one of those societal norms that I'm just not willing to fit into, Mm. you know? I think in your earlier podcast, um, I think, Kelly, you were talking about being at a concert and, like, looking around and going, like, oh, I'm the, you know, I'm the old person. I think you were, like, you said you were, like, 30. And I'm, like, it's so crazy to be, like, and I remember being 30 and being at concerts and having the same feeling and going Whoa, like I'm old now, you know, and, and thirty you're not old, you know. <laughs> you're like super young. I'm like, I remember being thirty, and it was like, holy crap, my thirty year old self is like like lifetimes ago. Um, so I mean, I I hope I'm not like rambling off here, but I guess like my my point is like I'm just I'm gonna continue being me, and like I understand that society like I'm a middle-aged white guy in America. Like there's all these things that like society tells us, right? And like I just don't want to live within those and um like the we're yes, yeah, so there's like the, the aging side of it, you know? It's like we're seeing athletes do sports so much longer and they're not having to live within these boundaries and um like one story that I did want to bring up, my my grandfather, my dad's dad He passed away at 65 Um, and he was like one of the most important people in my life. Absolute mentor. There's this every day there's things that he said to me that I still remember and resonated with me and looked up to him so much. But one of the things he said, and he comes from, and the reason I bring it up, he came from a completely different generation than when we're at where we're at now. But he was like, I'm going to retire at 55 and I'm just going to sit on the couch for a year. Like that was his goal just to sit. And what 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 we know about sitting now it's like worse than smoking, man. You know, and the guy grew up smoking his entire life and then was eating food from, you know, like what he thought was healthy, I promise you is not healthy food. Dude. It's like microwave breakfasts. <laughs> it's like the worst food. But you can't put that on him now. It was a different time, right? Like and the whole goal of retirement was just to sit back on the porch and chill. Like that's what society's idea was. And 65 you're done. My dad, I was just saw him last night. He's like in the best shape I've seen him in. I don't remember when. And he's still racing motocross. The dude rips on a dirt bike. I've It's the one sport I've never been able to keep up with him on. He's still hitting like 60 foot triples. No problem. Like buys a brand new bike every other year. He's just as fired up as he's ever been. And he's 60. I think he might be 66 now. He's 65 or 66, but he's older than his dad was, and his dad passed away, and that just shows so much. Like one mindset, like my dad is forever twenty seven. Like I, I, bet if you asked him, he'd be like, he he's still convinced that he's like twenty seven, and has acted that way forever. Um, awesome. and maybe that's where I got it. You know, like maybe it just got got passed down. But he refuses to get old. And I'm seeing like so much of aging, I think is mental. Like as soon as you tell yourself you're old, I think actual like biological things start happening to your body. Like, I think you start getting old, you know, I think your posture starts to change. And I've learned so much about how important exercise is, right? And my dad still lifts weights. He's still on the bike. He's eating well. I mean, if you look at the guy other than he's like starting to lose his hair, um, he's he looks exactly like he did 15 years ago. And so I'm hoping to take that to that, you know, to the next step. Like I'm like if I'm taking care of myself now and I never smoked, um, drink less, eat better, stay in the gym. I think I'm going to be able to keep sporting at a pretty high level for a long time. And who knows what that's going to look like? Maybe I get into golf. Like maybe the golf's the next thing I get fired up on, but that's a joke. That will never happen. But like, I'm, you know, like <laughs> we would
1: all hear about it if it did happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I still have this dream like of someday living at the beach and getting into surfing. And like that surfing will probably be on a longer board. Like I probably won't, you know, be like on a short board, like, you know, getting barreled. But I still plan on living at the beach at some point. And I am going to become a surfer and that's probably 20 years down the road, but that's amazing. Like I have that to look forward to, like what better low impact good for you sport is there than surfing, right? Like maybe not big wave surfing, but you know, some like little four to six foot peelers at 65, that'd be like the coolest thing ever. Um, so yeah, I don't know where we're going with that, but I just, I have like so many things that I want to do sports wise that I don't think there's a chance for me to, to go, Oh, I'm old or I'm, you know, I can't do that anymore. I'm so focused on like what's ahead Mm -hmm. and that I'm going to the gym at five 30 tonight. And then I'm going to go ride my dirt bike afterwards. Like that's where my head's at. Not, you know, how old am I? And, you know, but if I'm at the grocery store and the college kids lets me cut in front of him in line because I'm, you know, have gray hair, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. I so.
1: love that. I love that idea of it being a decision, like to not fit into those, I uh, you know, kind of stereotypes or the language that's around aging, right. um, you know, as much as you, uh, it, I truly believe. And obviously from knowing you, you are just Joey and you're just going to do what Joey does I think you have like, in a way made a very conscious decision to, um, just not buy into those ideas and those, uh, pressures that are around you. Um, and thankfully it comes really naturally to you. Um, it sounds to me, you know, I, I, I really like to ask like who modeled what aging means to you. And it sounds to me like your dad probably did in a big way. Yeah. Um, That's such a beautiful story to hear. I mean, as, as much as I struggle with my father in many elements, he certainly has the fact that he's never stopped moving, you know, he's 70 years old and I'm just like, what the, like 70 doesn't look old to me because of my dad. Right. Um, And, and so, yeah, just like having that modeled is such a a gift, I believe. Um, You know, I, I think there's some people who, are defined by sport and that can be held as a positive or a negative thing. I, I think, I think for you, you're obviously very defined by sport. I would say that I am as well, but it's not the only thing that we are. And I think Kelly can very much relate to this too. I mean, we (laughs) just have a plethora of priorities in our lives it just happens to be that, that mobility piece, that like moving that, dro- that drive to be in sport is just such a huge factor and, and really at that top priority in our lives. And that's, in my opinion, a very healthy thing. Maybe that's just me being like, I'm, I'm not crazy. <laughs> this nothing wrong how much I move, you know, even though a lot of people are like, geez, Andrea. Okay. Um, but, you know, we've talked, I love your mindset on this idea of of just aging, sort of being like a eh, f you. Like I'll do, I'll do it the way I'm gonna do it, and in and you don't have that idea of slowing down, and you have like all these things you're looking forward to. Is there anything about the aging process, whether you've seen it in your friends or in your uh, family or whatnot, is there anything that really like strikes up sort of a fear in you? What
2: scares me is like having the mindset of being old. You know, I, I have friends that were such amazing athletes and they're just like something clicked in their head and they're like, I'm old now. That scares the hell out of me. I've got a, a, a knee injury that, um, it's like pretty catastrophic knee injury and was told 10 years ago, like, you're going to need a new knee in 10 years. Like this is, you can't recover from And and that really got into my head. And if like, I've ever had like a, I'm getting old thing. It was because my knee hurt, you know, it was like starting to hold me back from a lot of, um, sporting things. And I started hearing myself saying, oh, I can't, and oh, I shouldn't. And, oh, I can't do that that way anymore. And it wasn't really from an age thing, but it was starting to sound that way, you know? Um, and that to me is like the, the beginning of death, you know, not to be like extreme about it, but for me, like that's, um, because I start losing my curiosity and like wanting to go out and experience things and have fun and just like cherish the moment. And when all of a sudden there's like a, something that's holding me back from doing that, that's what scares me. And so, you know, my knee, like I just have got really focused on like therap- therapy, therapy, because there's like a big pain. There's a big component to pain. That's very much in your head. I've learned over time. And, um, taking better care of myself and doing the things that I need to do to take care of myself so that I can keep living my life at the level that I want to live my life at, which is full of like excitement and curiosity and enjoyment and appreciation. And um. so, yeah, I mean, that's the long, the long answer, I guess, but yeah, I just don't, I don't want to feel old. That scares the hell out of me. It's less about my body getting old because I can work around, like we were talking about sport. Like I just do different sports now than I did when I was 20, because to be able to do those sports at the level that I was doing them at 20, like to go run a, whatever you did, would just take so much focus and work. And like, what is that worth? You know, because at some point that becomes like pretty ego driven. um, Because why do you need to go run it that fast? Like I'm sure like going and running, you know, the whatever you do, what do you run like 50 miles every morning, Andrea? Or uh-huh. <laughs> but like
0: in no, my, like going on in those my, uh, going on those days.
2: long runs is, <laughs> I think would just be so satisfying. Like I hear about the distances you cover on foot, and I don't do that, but I have so much appreciation for it because like the bit that I have run, the speed that you move through the forest or whatever environment you in or you are in is so cool. Um it's so exciting. It's such a cool way to experience nature. So I guess what's scared, you know, like to bring it back, what scares me is to lose that curiosity and excitement doing, having experiences myself and to be able to like really appreciate, have friends like you and to be able to appreciate what you're out there doing. You know, like I don't need to go run to appreciate what you're doing and like have curiosity and be excited about the way that you're getting out and getting after it. And It's really important to me to like surround myself with people like you, um, friends that are, you know, getting older and still just doing their thing and, and fired up and looking for that next weekend and that next trip. And, you know, last night I I brought up my friend, Matt Sturbin's, we're driving home. Like, as we are like we do, every time we're hanging out, we start putting in the calendar. Our next time we're going to go ride dirt bikes. And both of our calendars are a lot fuller now as we've, we're getting older, you know, um, and so he had his phone out and he's like, I've got a wedding. I've got this, this, this. And, but we figured out August 4th, we're meeting up in Driggs. And we're going to go ride dirt bikes together for the weekend. And so there you go. It's going to be a couple old dudes in the forest riding <laughs> dirt bikes. But, um,
1: I love that. I feel that, like, yeah, I feel like that, Um, you know, we've, we've explored the, especially as females like this, how we've, how we age, like into relationships, whether it's friendships, intimate, etc. But really like in the you know i haven't known you that long joey like less than a year but something that has struck me is that is the way you speak like more vulnerably than i think a lot of men do like just to be honest i mean i thankfully have an incredible partner who's extremely vulnerable who's taught me to be a little uh softer around the edges and not so not so spikes up at all points um But, you know, is that something that has always come really naturally to you? Or, I mean, as far as like kind of that mental health piece where you feel like more open and more, I mean, vulnerable really is the word. Because I know that a lot of times in in these extreme sports and even in sport, period, when you're really deep into it, if you really break it down, you're kind of like running from something. And that can be a great way to deal with what's going on, but all, but the combo in my opinion of kind of dealing with maybe the things that are in your brain in combination with sport is a much healthier way to do it. Um, that, you know, in that vein, like, is there anything you can speak to there? Has that, is it just my, uh, me getting to know you better that you have become more vulnerable or is that something that has visibly and kind of noticeably shifted in, in you, like that you notice?
2: Um, I'm so happy you brought this up. Like I think of of our whole conversation. I think this is like the most important part Mm -hmm. of it, especially for somebody my age, Uh, a middle-class white male who grew up in the nineties doing action sports and the eighties. Like it was all about like, you got to be hard. Any weakness was like to do an action sport. It was all about like, you know, scars and blood and just being gnarly and showing any weakness. And you're a, you know, words that are, we're not supposed to use anymore. Like, um, and I have always been vulnerable. Like I've been called, you know, like all kinds of names my whole life because of the way that I like approach life. Like I've always been vulnerable and it was always seen as a weakness of mine, you know, and I'm going to try not to cry, <laughs> but I'm a like super emotional person. Like I do wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, What I've learned is, being vulnerable is actually a strength. Like me being able as a man to be able to show you my emotions, be comfortable enough with myself to be vulnerable with you is a strength. It's not a weakness. Like having to hide your emotions and having to like put on this front of like strength and I'm tough and all that is bullshit. Like it's as as bullshit as ageism is, you know? It's like this like mask that we have to put on this like masculinity thing. Being vulnerable and like being open is so is such more a sign of strength and such more a sign of like confidence in yourself and such a better way to live your life and I have a lot of friends that over the last few years like a lot of those traditional like action sports tough guy wall barriers have like been breaking down and like a lot of my buddies that I grew up with that we used to like you wouldn't even talk when you're out skiing it was like we're out here to charge and like be rad you know at all moments. We have some of like the best, most open conversations and we tell each other, we love each other and we hug each other and, um, you know, like really get into it. And I'm so happy to be at this point in my life where I can have those conversations and I'm not seen as weak because I come onto a podcast and maybe almost start crying, you know, like that, that makes me mean. That's like, that's awesome. You know, like there was a very big shift though. Like I hated growing up that way. Like I was, you know, my, you know, my family, my friends, I was always seen as, you know, I, you know, the weak because of it, like it was, it was used against me a lot. And, um, so I hid it, you know, I did my best as the best that I could to hide it and try and be cool, tough guy. But I mean, people saw right through it. You know, that's why my friends would call me grandpa and like, call me like, you know, like pick away at me. And I was just like, you know, it was another reason, you know, it's just like the age thing. Like I'm just not going to accept age then dude. I'm not, I'm just not going to be a tough guy. Like, I guess, you know, like I'm just going to keep, you know, being Joey. You know, it's like, and I say, I say Joey, because like, I've had people through my life be like, when are you going to become Joe? When are you going to become Joseph? And I'm like, what are you talking? My name's Joey. Like, And they're like, well, Joey's, you know, in California, there's Joey's who are, you know, babies essentially, right? Like people you pick away at and make fun of, or, you know, Joey's just seen as like being a young name. And I've just never looked at it as like a young name or an old name. I've just been like, this is who I am. I'm not going to change my name because now you see me as old guy or like, I need to fit into your like corporal box, dude. Like, I'm not going to do that. So, yeah.
0: It's like the same people that are like, oh, when are you going to grow up and get a real job? Or right. like, yeah. when are you going to like, stop trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up, <laughs> right? Like, it's <laughs> that, same, that same mentality for sure.
2: A hundred percent. And I'm like, why? Why would I do that? Why would I spend the time doing that? I No, oh, I have a hard time following like life's rules, but right age is kind of another construct, right? Like it's another thing that society's told us like 65 time to retire, go sit on the porch. And people, you know, like Laird Hamilton, who's, I think he's pushing 60. He's got two fake hips and a knee and the dude is still big wave surfing and still every morning wakes up and is staring out at the waves and is still pushing sport and you on social media, you'll see like this 75 year old dude who's like doing just crazy stuff and people ask him and he's just like, I don't know, man, I never thought about getting old. I'm just still doing me. Like, why is the fact I'm crushing it a surprise to you? You know, like, and my hope, my hope is that in 10, 15, 20 years, we don't even have to have this conversation anymore. You know, like the fact that we're having this conversation is really cool because it's, we're starting to like talk about and figure out and break down what that boundary is and what does it even mean? And why are we even here? And why do we even have to have this conversation? But we do right now, right? you know, and hopefully this podcast is irrelevant in 10 years. And we look back Mm -hmm. and go, remember when we were, we were 45 when we were like thought we were old and people were like, you know, treating us different. And like, it shouldn't be that way. We should just be people, gender, sex, whatever it is age color all of it hopefully we get to a point where we just like respect each other for who we are Mm -hmm. what we bring to the table our value and we don't have to focus so much on like what can you do when you're old dude like it's cool you're still skiing bro life goals like what (laughs) (laughs) but I really love that you brought up the vulnerability thing man like it really uh that one I think around uh, around all of it like that's All of this is like a vulnerability thing and like what all of these uh, like masks or like these, you know, that we have to put on like to live in a society and like breaking them down and like being willing to, you know, just be ourselves and like show the world ourselves. And I don't have to at 45 start to act like what, you know, you think a 45 year old acts like. Um, So yeah, this is.
0: I love that so much, Joey. And just like, as you're talking through this notion of vulnerability, I want to bring up, there's a quote that you probably heard maybe when you listened back to some of our previous episodes. And it's kind of been the guiding light for this podcast. And the quote is by Krista Tippett. And it goes something like, some people become elders, others just get old. And my question to you is, Especially now, having found out you're going to be, become a grandfather. Like what does becoming an elder mean to you, maybe for your future grandchild and future generations to come?
2: Um, another great question. question. Um, it means something very different today than it meant a couple of years ago, for sure. Um, you know, talking about like being in therapy for the last couple of years and just kind of looking into like, who was I growing up and how did I treat my son and how did I raise my son and how did I show up for him? Um, and you know, for a long time I was like, this is where I screwed up and this is where I was great. And I've been like trying to like break that mentality down. And just like, I, I did the best that I could with where I was with the tools that I had, um, for him. And he is an amazing human being. Um, i wish that i could take like full responsibility for how awesome he is a lot i i joke that he became like this person like in spite of who his dad was but to like in all seriousness as he's about to become a father and i'm going to have this like great uh, such an exciting opportunity to be a grandfather to adopt da- to a granddaughter which i've i'm like so excited about and In addition, the woman that my son is going to be marrying and and um, having a a daughter with, she has a a five year old daughter. So like I'm kind of getting, so he's like going to be adopting her, and she is just like a little like she's on fire, man. She is so sharp and so amazing. So I'm like I'm going to get to be a grandfather to like two, um, sorry, two little girls, and I'm like so excited about it. Um, because it's like so far outside, like the world that I ever thought that I was going to have, you know, like he's like, he's giving me this gift to like, make me expand my world outside of like, dad just does sports, you know, like dad, like all he cares about is like how deep the snow is today or like how good the dirt's going to be. Cause that really has been my world. And I want to show up for them, like where they're at and to like, appreciate them and love them and support them and be there for them in a way that I wasn't for my son. And a lot of, a lot of times, because it was like, very much like, bro, you're with me. We're doing it my way. Follow me, love it or leave it. Actually, you can't leave it because you're my son and you aren't 18 yet. So you're doing it my way. And I like kind of laugh about it now, but kind of just like, oh dude, I wish, I wish I knew then what I know now. And I wouldn't have tortured him so much, but yeah. So I'm excited to be in this place where like, I have a better, a broader, wider understanding. And I've like taken the time to like, try to get to know myself and be, um, appreciate who I am, but become, try to become better every day. And then like, I'm hoping to be able to, I just want to be like an amazing grandparent. Like I am so excited to have two little granddaughters and I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to all be awesome. And we're going to have so much fun together and whatever they're into, I'm going to be like way into it. And like, it's going to be less about like what grandpa's into, even though they don't have a choice, they are skiing. They will be dirt biking. You know, (laughs) like there's some sports we're going to go do together.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Um,
2: But Maybe we'll be hanging out in the lodge drinking hot cocos, you know, but we're going to have our ski clothes on and we're going to be at the ski hill or who knows, like maybe my granddaughter is going to be like the next gnarly thing, you know, and I'll be grandpa taking her to all the events and that would be epic too. Um, so I'm just, I'm so excited for the future. You know, I don't see my life as like you know, like coming to an end. I just see this like forever continuation. And when the lights go off, the lights go off. You know, but I'm like, I'm so excited to see what's coming, and just having a bigger view of what's possible in life. You know, and my son's giving me that gift right now, um, and I just want to like fully soak it up as much as possible. So,
1: yeah. Well, and even that, you know, that perspective of of being able to look at yourself with um, compassion you know, for the things that, you know, maybe you see is like you did wrong by with parenting or you, but that that's such a compassionate outlook right. of understanding that you did what you could with where you were and the tools that you had. and right. And then that perspective of being like, okay, because of that, and because of the reflection that you've done, you have this confidence that you will you know, do better, whatever whatever you however you want to put that whatever by, that means, by, yeah. by your grandkids. And that is, I mean, that's all anyone could really ask for. That I feel like is one of the that that statement there is like a def the definition of becoming an elder to me. Like that's just perspective. That's reflection. Like what what more is bec- being an elder? Like when you're just an old person, you there's no reflection. There's no perspective. It's just angst and and troubles, you know, so I, that just, I, I think you just,
2: I think that for the first time, like just nailed it. Like an old person is that person that just gets stuck in like, this is the world. This oh. is how I see it. This is how it's done. Live my, like, I won't admit to being wrong on any level, but yeah, like an elder, mm-hmm. like takes all of their experiences and, you know, good and bad and, you know, in between and all that, and like uses all that information and is humble and like offers you their experience mm-hmm. and use it how you want and take it in how you want, but isn't like saying like, Hey, Andrea, I'm 45 and here's how you do it. You know, right. like that's, that's <laughs> not an elder. That's not wisdom, you know? Right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Well- Man, this has been a fun conversation. We could probably keep going, but we should probably
2: tie (laughs) it. Hour four. Seriously,
1: (laughs) seriously, I I like have like a bazillion other questions, but I'm like trying to be so cognizant of time. Thank Uh, you so much. Oh, are you kidding? God. Kelly, uh, where's your brain at? Is there anything you wanted to add as we kind of loop it or close it out?
0: No, I I just love your perspective not only on aging, Joey, but just life in general. I mean it's all intertwined, right? Um, but I just think that this this natural mindset that you have around, you know, going against the grain, going against societal norms. I mean, we love to talk about that stuff on this show and you embody that and have embodied that it sounds like for the majority of your lifespan. And so, I think that's just a beautiful shift um, for a lot of our listeners out there who maybe are, you know, caught up in societal norms, but are hoping to break away from that in some way, shape or form. And so I think you offer a really good example of how uh, how you can live life like outside of what's expected or outside of what you should be doing. Um, You know, and I, I love the notion that you brought up. You had the question of is aging made up and. It just questioning the whole construct of it. And so I think like leaving the listeners with that is, is a beautiful way to to close out the show today. And so I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your attitude and mindset around this whole, this whole conversation. I,
1: I yeah.
2: appreciate that so much. This has been fun. And the last thing I'll say is like, nobody should be shitting on themselves.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, let's
2: stop yeah. shitting.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. As always, if you resonate with this episode, feel free to take a screenshot, share it with a friend, share it on your social social media, tag us at young for my age. And in the meantime,
2: age like you mean it.
1: If you'd like to reach us, please email at yfmapod at gmail.com. That's Y-F-M-A-P-O-T at gmail.